Are you ready? Baby, we done it. We're rich, baby. Conor McGregor made us rich. Break out the red panties. We're rich, baby. I said, are you I'm watching now a little bit your baseball here in America. This game is the most confused game of that I'm knowing. I enjoy football. You say soccer. We have a ball. We have a net. We have a net. Kick in, boom. You kick it. Did, did ball go in net? Boom, point. We are finished. Next time, now we go again. Ball, ball, point, boom, net, net, ball, net, done. Now baseball. Oh, okay. We have we have some we have some pillows. We have some pillows on the dirt, and then we have some grass. And then we have people to stand all around and to make a grabbing of the, of the downstairs, grab of crouch, look around, look around. Then man with stick is there. And then man look at stick man and look at man with glove and he make like this or what? For like, I don't like one minute with a man. And then, then he, boom, he throw, throw a ball to the stick man. And the stick man may hit. If he make a miss of three times, then out. But if four times the, the, the throw is bad, boom, then he may walk to a pillow. Or if he make a hit of ball and it go to the side of the paints, then it is a more, more hits and hits and hits. But if he hit a ball very far, then he may run on all the pillows around the pillows. And sometimes someone is stealing the pillows and sometimes a man is, if you hit a man with a ball, then he may run to the pillows and many people, they, and the boys, the boys, the boys in the, in the, in the, in the uh, trench, they sit in the trench and they look around and they, they spit, 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 spit in the head and then clap, clap and spit, spit and then they run, then they run to the field. And then they make a trade in nine times, but time out on the seven. After seven times of run on field, everyone sing a song about popcorn. And then they, uh, then they do more. Hits and throws. What? Who's winning? What is occurring? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
Babe Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Welcome to the We Like Sports Podcast. What? Shout out to Riggs and I, our good friend and friend of the show, Andrew Tankersley, for showing me that video. The dude's actually a comedian, and he I had the whole stuff. he he yeah. calls basketball yeah. um like hoopy dunk dunk hoopy dunk dunk and like uh, pigskin. pigskin. He was saying like he loves football and he likes the teams that like are like an animal and he was like like the Chicago Bears like goodbye Matt Singletary's leg. Yes, it's just so good. Like it's so funny and like you were just losing it for a minute. That was, that was that was great. Honestly, the pillows. The the highlight of the sh- of that video is after seven innings, we dumb Americans sing a song about popcorn. I want to. Most dumb Americans. No, I said the dumb Americans part. I'm American. I can say I'm dumb. Baseball's in Canada too, all right? Chill out. I would, like, I, would, I would like to see that man He's call it. Not anymore, it's not. I would like to see oh. that man. Can you imagine him calling a sports game? That'd be great. Top of the five. Here. <laughs> he and steps the stick up man. Right. <laughs> and run, run, pillow. And you hit the ball very Sometimes far. Sometimes they steal the pillow. <laughs> Sometimes they steal. So anyways, welcome That's to the fun. We Like Sports Podcast yes, with yes. Keith. Riggs, Parker, and Peyton. Right now for the tip-off, though, we had a little bit of fun. We'll get into that maybe a little bit on. We've got a big show going on, 7.30 to 9.30. I'm talking like I'm an auctioneer. I don't know why, but it's just going really quick. So whatever works, tip-off time. Riggs, it's your tip-off. Take the ball and Tristan Thompson it. Get your $80 and go on with it. Boom. Wow. I thought you were going Booker T for a minute. (laughs) No, if I would have done that sucker (laughs) and hit you sucker... But nonetheless, okay, the tip-off for today's show on the We Like Sports podcast. Browns head coach Kevin Stefanski shows up to Texas to Baker Mayfield's home. Awesome. How, you take that as being awesome? I have my points on that. I want to hear that from the boys first. I love it. I love it. I'll tell you what. It's showing that Kevin Stefanski is doing what we call put-in work. He's putting work, which is something that uh, Freddie Kitchens did not do anything at all last year. They said he was a terrible head coach because he never put the work in for it. This is a guy who wants to be a leader, change his franchise around, and he is going to put the work in for that. Keith? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I don't want to refer back to the last dance, but let's take it back to where... Oh, my God. I who, just, who was no, your no, last no, no, dance no, with? No, no, I'm, I'm, I just finished that. You know, I still have it recording, wow. but it wasn't recording because I didn't wow. have cable. No, incredible. Yes, so very incredible. you told me to watch it. Yes. It, Incredible. But not to bite off the last dance again. When Phil Jackson first met Dennis Rodman, he went to his home and he met him. And yeah, he didn't like the fact that he didn't stand up and meet coach. But if you invite someone to your home, you're seeing them in their natural environment. You should be able to cut. Right. Yeah. You should be able to, you know, cut the bull with them and, you know, shoot the breeze or whatnot, whatever term you want to use for it. They probably cook burgers and just watch movies. But they got hopefully they got on the same path and on the same page. Texas. Steaks. Ribs. Whatever it is, but burgers. But right, but when you invite someone over to your house, there's some type of trust. Like the B spot. Mm. B spot. Is that like the G spot? When you invite someone to your house, there's some type of trust and some type of like camaraderie there. Obviously, I would have my head coach over. I've had bosses to my house, general managers, you name it. What if that's not how it went? If that's not. He gets there and Baker's like, "Don't eat my food. Take your shoes off. Sit down, and I'm going to talk to you." That's it. And I'm got you got to respect that. You got to respect that. I would. Stefan, he was like, look, this is my house. I'm going to tell you what to do. When and this I'm is my team. This, the Brown, yeah, he mowed the 50-yard line in a commercial. 
that Brian, I mean, like, what if you just took charge? He is know, like, progressive field. That's all. Wait, wow, I like that. That's not even it. Even it. Is that, right, wow. Is that where Kevin Stefanski went? Was he just not going to his first energy stadium? No. <laughs> you sure? I'm positive. I thought Baker lived at, at uh, I'm so confident. No, I mean, well, that's one of his houses. The man's <laughs> got money. You can move around. Oh, but, man. like, no, like, that. I think that's completely awesome. Like, you go to you go to his house, and, like, Keith said, like, that, that would be awesome if Baker was like, look, yeah, you're in my house, but these are the rules when I'm in your house. I obey by your rules. And there's that chick from the Cheesecake Factory. What if they went and got some cheesecake afterwards? Honestly, it would be like Kevin Stefanski doing that. It's his treat to Baker, and Baker looks at him and goes, real funny, dude. That would have been funny. I would have done it. And I censored myself, too. Tyler, you didn't have to hit that button. I had it covered. Um, Anyways, though, I guess from my point of view, since my opinion barely ever matters. That's right. But you're a Browns fan now, right? Yeah, as of right now, until next week. We'll dump them in that orange orange water. we We don't have these. We don't have this whole, I'm a Browns fan till next week. Either you're on the wagon. It depends. Is Peyton Hillis going to actually befriend me and we'll be cool and we could actually talk He's football? probably got to get because you. Right he's he's got to initiate. He's got to initiate you. He's going to truck you like, oh, my God, I can't wait. He has to initiate you, I feel like. You know, there's like a few things I'm worried about Hillis coming into town about. One of them is definitely meeting you because I don't want you to get hurt. You do <laughs> realize gonna I'm not stupid. Like, I'm not going to show up with Steelers oh, shirt, Steelers sw- I'm maybe sweatpants on stupid, but I'm not going to. I'll, I'll yeah. have shorts on underneath, so I'll take them off. No, oh, don't God. do any of that. Show up in Browns. You just said you weren't stupid. And, and then the plain deal is like, former about, Cleveland Browns running dress, back trucks this guy. you dress a little bit like a professional? Can you give me some advice after the show? Oh, I absolutely. I will, I will hook you up with the men's warehouse. Don't worry. Sounds men's good. warehouse? Tell I'm more of a Plato's Closet guy, but. Plato's Closet? Those are for like 10-year-olds. And chicks. Yeah, I, I didn't even know. I just said a name. Take your watch off. I'm not watching anything right now. Sorry, we need it. But anyways, for my opinion though, with Kevin Stefanski going to see Baker Mayfield, here you go. (laughs) (laughs) It's like Debo of the show. This This is is a nice watch. I know it is. Thank you. Um, You better tuck that chain too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. My grandmama gave me this chain. <laughs> Sweaty. Take this back. Shake his hand or, t- or touch his hand after God. you work out with him or when you touch a dumbbell. Hey, Peyton, hand me those 55s. Oh, no. 55s? In what world do you throw up 55s, Rakes? You know, like when we're, like, let's say when Not we like Not in our chest, world. Trucks. 55s. Like chest press. Like you, can when we're, you, can, you can do at least 95. Listen, trucks. brother. If but <laughs> what I'm trying to get at is that when you grab a dumbbell after this guy, it, it's a river. Why? Hey, that's not a bad thing if it's a river, though. No, it is. No, it's definitely a river with all those ridges in there. You know, where you grip it, it's just flowing through, isn't it? Man, it's all about the flow. Speaking of which, Mike Clevenger, we'll get to you later on. I might have corona. No, it's just sweat, you son of a beast. That was gross. <laughs> son of a beast. That was awful. So anyways, though, Kevin Stefanski visiting Baker's house. Yeah. Am I the only one that finds it weird because it's a first-year head coach visiting a quarterback? Especially right now, and I'm gonna take that like I'm gonna take that route, and Keith is gonna end up yelling right in my ear. No, because the only thing COVID-19's going on, so why end up pretty much going through that? That's not really a safe idea, and plus, you guys haven't really met outside of like you guys. This is a first-year head coach showing up to your house. Far away from each other. Yeah, I mean Baker probably has a big enough living room and a big enough sectional. Even if they didn't, you want to know why? I I take it as it as as it is a kind of a, a weird and a good idea. 
So to me, it is a weird idea for the COVID thing. You don't want to just take, I don't, listen, I believe, I've always believed COVID is a real thing. I'm just not afraid of it. There's a difference. Like, that's a thing. I'm just not afraid of it. I'm not going to live my life in fear. I like that. But, There's nothing to fear but fear itself. <laughs> but when you get down to it, like, because of COVID, there's a lot of unconventional stuff we have to try to figure out. He didn't have that interaction that he normally would have had, you know, with Stefanski three months ago, mm-hmm. two months ago, whatever. He doesn't have that. So by Stefanski going there, it is basically a good thing, saying, hey, listen, I know it's not conventional. Usually we would have already done talks. We would have, we would have hung out. We would have been, you know, everything. This gives him an actual one-on-one time with Baker to go, listen, I get it. It's going to be a very unconventional season. It's going to be super weird. It's going to be very, very difficult. It's going to be a Plus, hard. You're not in game. it by yourself. Also, you're not right. Also, I, it's going to help so much because Stefanski is an offensive-minded coach, right. and Baker is the most important part of that offense. Right. No matter what, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter who you have a receiver. Doesn't matter if you have Nick Chubb in the back. The quarterback is the most important position. It doesn't matter who else is on the field. That is the most important position, and, and that's the guy who needs to learn and understands the fancy's offense the most out of anybody. Right. So they can do nothing but but give him at least a little bit of an advantage. Yeah, no, I think that too. I think that, and same thing. Like, well, like let's take Roethlisberger for instance, or whatever. Could you imagine with everything going on? Wouldn't you really want? That's like one on one time. You know, like when well, we're like all your quarterback is usually your captain of your team. So, sure, like, sure. I'll, I could see that from that yeah, perspective because yeah. you're the dude that's leading the team. Because I mean, all these quarterbacks are starting to get paid like they are leaders. Because yeah. you don't usually have a defensive guy that is your leader, your captain of the team. Look at Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady. Baker Mayfield, Cam Newton, when he was in his prime, or actually good, I think he's still in his prime still, technically. Luke but Keekley was the leader of that team. Ooh. Yeah. Absolutely. But, I mean, all these quarterbacks, are, for the most part, are all your sure. leaders. Drew Brees, you're telling me that he's not the leader oh, of the Saints? Majority mm-hmm. has it. Kurt Warner. But that's, that, that's what I'm talking about. It's like with this group. Like, we're all sitting here and we're all talking, but there's times where we're all one-on-one with each other. You know, you're the leader of this show, and it's good when you talk to me. Sometimes you're like, hey, man, we could do this, or you know you and have one-on-one with Riggs and one-on-one with Austin, that's a good idea to have, especially when you have one-on-one time with the producer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Parker, I think. Sorry, my bad. Oh, man, you just broke down that fourth green screen wall. Oh, God. That's also another fourth wall joke because this isn't actually progressive Austin. field. Dillis, I don't know. Anyways, I could say on um, exclusive report, I'm not going to give away my source, but I did find out it's not Peyton Hillis. Um, there will be fans in the stands this year. Maybe. Be, the goal is is if they're playing because that's how the television contracts are getting played, paid, and all your season ticket holders and your TV contracts are paying the players. Yeah, which so which is good, which is a good thing. We already said that. I think that we're at the stage now where – and if you look at what the Indians are doing, like, I mean, we'll get into Clevenger and all that later and please Zach and stuff like that. But if you really break it down and you, you seriously, like, think about it or, or, or at least have half of a brain, right now, if you're wearing a mask or whatever, it looks like Mike DeWine tested positive for COVID and then a hat. Don't put that on. Oh, my God. You're embarrassing yourself. I look better this way, I heard. Well, I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Go but on. Mike DeWine tested positive and then immediately tested negative. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> Who's Jack Fire? It's w- drinks, man. <laughs> Step your game up. You can't I don't drink. You should. That's why I'm successful and you're not. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to put this above my eyes now and cry. <laughs> 
All right, go ahead. I can't see go. shit. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like your career. Wow! <laughs> wow! Dude. Man, I wish I could just ride off the coattails of Peyton Hillis. Me too. And Brendan Geyer and Matt. Oh, should I keep going? Let's I was going to say, like, next you know it's 7, it's 8.30. <laughs> Listen, we got to get in the ring there. here. Oh. Shut up. Right. He's got, like, a Chris Jericho list in the middle of the ring. Right. <laughs> list of a thousand holds. List of a thousand names that I... Alright, so Sabansky going to Baker I think is a good thing. I think it's a good idea. I think it played out well, but you're right. With everything going on with COVID, they catch one thing. Just one thing. And you know what I mean? They're, it's not. Season's that part's not going to be It could definitely so. be too costly. And I mean, coming up too in the show, we're going to be talking about college football. Two conferences already ended up canceling their canceling season. Canceling it out, which is going to be even more weird. I don't even know how that's going to work. Right. But I do want to spend time Ohio about State and like the SEC. That's weird. Three, three conferences, conferences now? Three. Thanks, Producer Tyler. We appreciate it. That's even, that's even more weird. Three out, it's just things don't make sense. But anyways, I don't, like, I know we have our interview with Parker. Could you give us a little bit of info and then we'll get into it? Uh, yeah, we'll be talking with Joe Lashavio, former left tackle at St. Edwards High School, former uh, Division One high school state champion, while also being a four-year starter at Slippery Rock in D2 and being a multiple-time national champion there as well. Wow. So we'll get into college football. As for getting the ring, yes, it's going to be, there's plenty of situations that we thought of, but we came to an agreement for getting the ring that Peyton is out per usual. Um, so it's going to be a three-way. We can do a three-way. Cool. And Every the topic is... Triple threat Eiffel Town. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Am I both sides and you two are just stuck in the middle? Is that what's going on? Is that well? Yeah, you have I am the champion. champion. Well, alter ego. Exactly. Oh, damn. Anyways, yeah, the topic me. is the least valuable player for the Cleveland Indians. Whoever wants to go first, champ goes last. I'm not losing. I mean, well, I'm losing. <laughs> I'm rock paper scissors. I'm, I'm losing rock paper scissors. So no, I go do first. It. Do it. Do it, man. Rock paper scissors. Do it. One, two, three, go. <gasps> oh! Oh! <laughs> Look at Tyler. <laughs> go, bitch, go. I have been beat for the first time ever. Carlos Santana? Am I hitting go or are you oh. still in shock? Oh. Carlos Santana is least... Yeah, go ahead. Go we'll ahead. go with Carlos Ready? Santana. Three, two, one. Here we go. Go. From, from, I'm surprised I beat him in rock, paper, scissors. That should be one. one. Um, <laughs> all right. From what I've seen so far in these games, when I'm not so cloudy sitting in my own comfort in my own home, I've seen that Carlos Santana. Cloudy? cloudy, yes. Carlos, San, Carlos Santana, he hasn't been really that Mr. Walk to first base. I haven't really felt like that he's been that patient. That's what I'm saying, what I've been seeing so far. What I've been seeing so far, guys. This is what I is see so far. Yeah, he's got three seconds. Um, What, four home <laughs> runs? Riggs, you can do you better. He got, <laughs> you, you he got one point Riggs. for the rock, paper, scissors I beat, I, Yeah, I beat Yo, I'm not, cool with that. Riggs, not at all you in that entire statement to make a logical thought. We are all now dumber for listening to that. <laughs> I'm just as shocked that I beat him. I looked dead in the camera's face and said, I'm going to freaking lose this. <laughs> and I just said, and you, I didn't even sound confident in saying Carlos Santana. <laughs> I'm still in shock that I want, won that. Shut up. No. Do you want no. a rebuttal? No. All right, you fucking I, 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 I want something. Oh, my God. I want something. Three. All right. Two. This one. is against me and him. It's you. It's a three-way. Oh. Yeah. Three-way, though. And then we went Eiffel Tower. And then play. Okay, go. It definitely, so Carlos Santana is definitely not the least valuable player. He definitely has the most walks on the team. Yeah. His batting average, 
doesn't even make sense to his on-base percentage. That's how historic it is. The man finds a way to get on base. He's got a good eye. He hustles, and he's a captain in the Indians organization for sure. We're gonna, it's going to suck when we lose him. Most, like, least valuable player is definitely Brad Hand. He's blowing saves. He's back to the old Brad Hand that we're seeing. He is not that great, and he's overrated. And, again, we're going to have to find something to do. 30 seconds. And just to be fair, I was really screwed up because you were going back to argue his point. Should I give him points for arguing against? Because he had two for Hand and two for Santana. So combined, that's four. But it was supposed to be the least valuable, and you were like that was a little bit of the confusion part. No, Hand is the least valuable. Well, yeah, but you were also making. And then you also Santana to help Santana put down him. Yeah. So I'm confused if that should be two or four. I want rock paper scissors. (laughs) Consensus. You know what? We'll do four. Just because I want to see Parker beat it. Oh man, here we go. All right, ready? Three, two, one, here we go. Not only does Santana lead the team in walks, he leads the entire league in walks by a landslide. That's one. Two, Hand Hand has blown a lot of games, but the Indians' offense has blown even more games. Mm-hmm. My least valuable player is the guy who's been getting way too much playing time, and that's Jordan Luplo. Yes! Dude is batting absolute trash. He's supposed to be a threat against left-handed pitching. Hasn't done a single productive thing all season long. Also, the rest of the Cleveland Indians roster on offense, garbage. And, and you let the beat fade and? out. That was nice. Four tied. Wait, what's, what's usually your last one that usually puts you over? I'm right. There you go. Five. I lose by default. We all lose because Parker's a professional and undefeated. He spent way too much time uh, arguing Riggs' point. Yeah, he started making his own. That so if you guys all lose, I'm today's biggest winner because I beat the Rock, Paper, Scissors champion. He Who did. all lost? It I was won. you that lost and Keith that lost and Parker won. But I want up here. The champ is here. But this. I want up here. Man, you know what? I want to turn in this. I have to beat five. Least. You best. finally want to get off the chair, can. Shao Kahn? What the hell does that mean? Mortal Kombat. That was the boss's name. God, you're awful. I'm God, you're awful young. Yeah. You are. Oh, God. All right. No, you're just an awful human being. Go ahead. Like. Hold on. Somebody has to time this. I'll give you my phone. Why? But you're going to lose. That's probably true. But whoever's keeping scores... I'm trying to think of the least valuable player. You know what? Three, we'll do two, it. one, go. I'd have to say it's actually Oscar Mercado. From the amount of being in the two spot last year, it sucks. It's an adjustment. I could actually say that. I mean, he, batting's a little rough right now. I do expect him to turn around this year. But at the same time, I mean, he's batting like 100 right now. And like Parker said, the whole entire team is very well batting subpar. They should not be 10-7 and seven or 10-6. and six. They're losing again to the Chicago Cubs. Should be swept. And you have Clevenger and Plesek both screwing things over and missing a start. Do you really think Mercado or Luplo should be getting more playing time than Mercado? No, but Bradley but Zimmer can. Domingo yeah. Santana can. Then who? Luplo. Then Mercado? Luplo. Mercado's got to be playing Luplo's spot. I just like the idea. Here's my outfield that I like. Bradley Zimmer, Mercado, and Daniel Johnson. That's the outfield. Daniel Johnson has already been Daniel sent Johnson? back. What a, already been sent back to Triple yeah, A. What? He's not even playing right now. Are you cloudy? Are you watching the? Are you watching? Is he talking about the Indians? Yes. Okay. Riggs, can you take us in the break? Yeah, please. I actually have my Manscaped underwear on today. Manscaped. Use the promo code SPORTS, S-P-O-R-T-Z. Manscaped. There's ball toner, ball deodorant. Manscaped. Your partner, your women, your balls will thank you. CBD Delight. 
We'll be right back here on the We Like Sports Podcast. Don't put that on your balls. Don't like your board in the house and I'm in the house board. Board in the house and I'm in the house board. Why not play with your balls? Our sponsor today, Manscaped, is here to make sure your balls are smooth while you or your partner are playing with them. Manscaped promotes clean hygiene when it comes to shaving your balls thanks to their lawnmower 3.0. So a little side note, have you ever cut your balls while shaving them? I have, and that is painful. I would not ever do that again, and I would never shave my balls if it wasn't for Manscaped, because once I started using Manscaped, I no longer had to worry about the bleeding anymore. Also, for any new subscribers, you end up getting replacement blades refilled for your lawnmower 3.0 trimmer delivered to your door every three months, making sure your trimmer always stays fresh and clean, and for a limited time, subscribers get not only one, but two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag, which is a $39 value, and the high-patented, high-performance, anti-chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs. This is the perfect package for your perfect package. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SPORTSWITHAZ at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped and use the code SPORTS. Make playing with your balls the best part of your day. Thanks, Manscaped. And welcome back to the We Like Sports podcast with Riggs, Peyton, and Keith. Uh, We have a really, really cool interview that we're about to do right now. We are with Joe LaShavio, former high school division one state champion out of St. Ed's. Uh, very successful collegiate career at Slippery Rock. He was uh, a, a multiple-time national champion. Uh, had just an absolutely uh, outstanding career. Uh, had a great academic career as well. So uh, we're going to get some thoughts on uh, you know what he thinks is going on with you know the world being so crazy and uh, the NCAA kind of canceling some things and just really having no clue what's about to happen. So welcome to the yeah, show, yeah, Joe. Yeah, yeah, tell us a little about us. How about you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate. It. First off, I appreciate you guys getting me on the uh, on the show and and back in the the football limelight. I guess I haven't. It's been four years really since I've been talking football. So, and obviously with with what you guys just mentioned, coronavirus stuff, it's uh, definitely impacted the sports world quite a bit. Um, but yeah, as you mentioned, uh, I went to St. Ed's High School, played uh, left guard there all throughout my high school career. Long snapped a little bit here and there. Um, and then when I went to college, I ended up picking up center. I ended up coming in as a, a true freshman, played left tackle. Um, after that, they had graduated a All-American center. And just from long snapping, I kind of knew how to snap the ball. So I was just messing around, snapped the ball one day. Offensive coordinator ended up seeing me from the press box and came down and told me, he was like, next year, uh, you're playing center. And I'm like, at that time, I'm just a, a young guy. So I was just trying to get as much playing time as possible. Um, so, you know, obviously I was just trying to take on whatever challenge they threw my way. So I ended up playing center my, uh, my sophomore year, just kind of as a, as a first time doing it, um, succeeded pretty well with it. Had it had a decent, decent run with that. It was, uh, I, I believe we finished with just a PSAC West championship that year. Um, so I kind of got me a little bit of notoriety as far as like you know all american honors and stuff like that um i was a second team my sophomore year and then uh kind of going into my junior year um i was playing center as well um again we had a really great run made to the quarterfinals of the national playoffs um ended up winning our our division like our psac west as well as the uh like the whole state of pennsylvania conference and then uh we ended up trying to make that national run and ended up kind of getting stopped in the quarterfinals by uh, 
Western. I'm trying to think of the, the college we lost to. That's terrible. I forgot it. But I guess that's just uh, just how much I remember that game. <laughs> it's a terrible memory. So, <laughs> but yeah, it was a it was a good run. And then my my senior year, I kind of in in the off season ended up breaking my foot right before the season started. Um, so I was kind of battling that all year. Got a couple looks from some pro teams. Worked out for the uh, the Steelers. I actually had James Harrison's agent. He was representing me all throughout the draft process and uh, and through that whole ordeal. And uh, never got the opportunity to actually step foot on a field, but I was on the Steelers shortlist for a period of time. And uh, pretty much what that was was like them telling me like you better pray somebody gets hurt. It's, it's, it's terrible right. as that sounds. Um, but it's one of those situations where you're kind of like the next guy in. So um, I was waiting for my opportunity. Never came. So uh, now here I am, four years later. Kind of, I'm, I'm in the safety world over at Tink and Steel, as well as uh, helping my family out with the restaurant. So it's kind of a quick summary of my uh, my college career. Nice. Uh, what was it like uh, making that transition to the center position with that, you know, being ma- mainly the quarterback of the offensive line? Um, it was pretty interesting, honestly. Uh, I <laughs> Terrible as it sounds, I really wasn't much to be in, like, the playbook. I learned from actually, like, running plays. Um, so I, I was more hands-on with it, and, and when I actually transitioned into the center position, my true freshman year, I actually roomed with the center who was the All-American at the time. So um, he kind of showed me some of the ropes, and uh, as far as like learning the playbook and stuff like that, he kind of forced me into learning all that stuff. So it was a pretty easy transition, so I kind of give him a lot of credit for that. Um, but as far as... Uh, excelling in the position like the the following and consecutive years it was just a lot of hard work putting into it um you know coming in early snapping with the quarterbacks that that's kind of the the main thing is we had different size quarterbacks obviously within division two we don't have the tallest of guys um super athletic super gifted quarterbacks um just however like some of them like snap specific ways so i would just work with them you know before practices started after practices because um, I never wanted to be that guy that snapped the ball over the QB's head and blew a, blew a play. Obviously, it might have happened once or twice or a couple <laughs> times. But, <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was a pretty pretty decent transition, honestly. The, the left tackle position, I would say, was probably the hardest transition for me because right out of high school, I was like a young kid starting off playing left tackle, you know, the blind side of the quarterback. So that was, uh, that was probably the, the bigger of the two challenges. Okay. So, Joe, with the whole entire, I mean, obviously you were a St. Ed, Ed's graduate, and I want to say St. Ignatius, your guys' biggest rival, ended up saying that, like, they're canceling the season, and then there was a protest against that. I mean, like, what kind of advice could you actually give to these kids that are going through it right now that there either is no season or else it's cut down drastically? And especially for the kids that are going into their senior year and missing out on their last year. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's honestly, it's terrible what's happening. Um, I guess the best advice that I could say is just stay hungry and keep working, because um, you don't know when that opportunity is going to present itself again. You don't know what what rules are going to change. I know I heard some coaches and 
and some sports analysts saying stuff about, you know, some team playing in the spring. Um, so it's really hard to tell what's going to happen with, with the current situation. However, uh, as far as, you know, staying in shape and whatnot, like I mentioned, you just gotta, you just gotta be ready for, for whenever that, that opportunity comes again. Um, you know, I, this, this was kind of my last year of knowing like actual slippery rock players that I've actually played with. Cause, uh, I was like redshirted my senior year because of the medical injury that I had. But um, so this was kind of like the last year. So like these guys that were going into this year's draft, um, they really got the short end of the stick, and it, it's terrible what happened. But a lot of these guys that I know that you know had outstanding seasons, and they were going to get some col- or some looks from some NFL teams, and had the opportunity to, to showcase their skills and pro days and whatnot. Um, with that stuff being canceled, I know that definitely definitely killed a lot of their opportunities especially coming out of a division two school um it's a lot harder um to get you know that that notoriety and get that 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 spotlight on you so whenever pro days are are presented i know these guys try and get to whatever pro days they can to to get in front of these scouts and with that not being able to happen um it's tough you know what i mean obviously these guys don't have big time schools that that the films like readily available for scouts and that it's really like you know like a highlighted school that they're really looking at I know Slippery Rock's done a great great job for themselves as far as making a name for themselves with the program and I was lucky to be a part of, of that turnaround with the program and getting it on the, that championship road but um, yeah it's, it's, it's pretty tough as far as, as what these kids could do but like I said just, just keep working keep working out um, if there are any like one on or seven on sevens or pro days or you know any of these like group gatherings where, where you have an opportunity to work with with people i know there's social media is a great thing so so utilize that as far as you know getting getting together with with people that you know obviously keeping covid in mind but um people are smart about it so get that work with the seven on sevens i just actually i live out in canton so i'm by the canton hall of fame nice and uh this morning on the way to work, I actually saw a, a team play, practicing on the field, and it was like great to see actually like sports, like organized sports, and people getting back into it. But um, just looked like it might have just been a group of guys that just got their friends together to get some work in. Um, that's kind of kind of what I what I recommend people do during this time. So when you're ready, if anything, at least you're uh, you're ahead of the game, and when it becomes game time. You're, you have that step up on your opponent. You're stronger, faster. You know, perfect your skills, perfect your crafts. Because um, this is that time to do it. You're not going to use any eligibility, so it's right. the best time, I guess. What one one thing that I really noticed from from your collegiate career that really was like a really neat opportunity. I, I, I'm pretty sure your dad showed me a video of it. But uh, you guys got to play each year in the big house up in Michigan. You do yeah, you yeah. do a so special we, uh, game up there. What, what was that experience like being in a stadium that you know seats one hundred and five thousand people? So it was a it was a pretty incredible experience. Um, actually, I've had the opportunity, thankfully, throughout my football career. When I was at Edge, we actually played at Brown Stadium as well, um, and we played Mentor at, at Brown Stadium. Yeah. And I think Glenville was the Glenville was the second year. Um, I know we, we won both games. They were both really good, really good games, both nail biters. But I could say I'm undefeated at Brown Stadium. It's probably something none of the Browns players can say. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, 
just kind of like listen to it while I'm kind of like watching people practice. Um, it's pretty easy. Like I game plan people, so like I I'd, I'd know their numbers before they even like came into the into the stadium. So like I kind of know who I had to look for as far as like when they're doing their warm ups, how they move, how they step. Um, if they have any like specific things that give away, you know, like a, a like a, a rush or like a. Um, you know, their spin moves, like how they, like, pre-set up their moves and, and stuff like that. I guess that's, I, I always analyze stuff before games. So I was never, like, the, one of the guys that were, like, you know, banging my head off and stuff and, and whatnot because uh, I just expends too much energy. I like to kind of use the, the smart side of things. I feel like that's a football so, stereotype, you know, like the whole me head, me head go get him, oh, bang my head against the locker, <laughs> babe, wear my Leatherman's jacket. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I, can't I, can't say, I can't say, I can't, <laughs> I can't say when those, those nutcase guys were going off that I wasn't getting hype off of it, you know what I mean? Like, obviously there's those people that, like, they're just good at, at you know, being that hype man. Um, that's just not my style. I was more of the, I just like talk by by my game, how I play. Um, that should say enough. You know what I mean? I don't have yeah. to kind of hype myself up. But, Real gangsters move in uh, silence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guaranteed. Silence like lasagna, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you can tell he's Italian. But, <laughs> yeah, 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 we have that in common. <laughs> Hopefully I don't get sued by Little Wayne, but that was, uh, <laughs> I did not, uh, that was not me. Yeah, yep. <laughs> Now, now, what I also read that was uh, very interesting to me is uh, when you were at St. Ed's, you were also an academic All-American as well. Or uh, actually on the honor roll, I should say. Uh, you were an academic All-American in uh, um, college as well. And uh, what, what type of dedication does it take to not only succeed on the field, but also in the classroom as well? And how, how did you use that dedication to push yourself on the field that much harder? Well, I'll tell you what, through high school, it's, it's really easy because, like, your parents, well, at least my parents were always there to, like, make sure I was doing homework and, uh, and staying on track and, and getting decent grades and stuff like that. And then uh, going to college the first year, um, yeah, I fell off. You know, not, not fell off as far as getting bad grades, but I had to go to, like, study tables, and that was like, all right, you know, once, like, once you get, like, a C in college, you're an athlete with anything below a C in your first year as a freshman, they make you go to study tables. And like, I gotta see, cause you know, you have the freedom to kind of like do what you want. There's not really that like person that's like pushing you to do like your schoolwork. And at the time, you know, I was like a, a student athlete. Um, so my parents were really more like excited about the athlete portion about that. You know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I just, you know, at the time I'm like young and I just thought, okay, like I'm here to play sports and didn't take school as seriously as I should have my freshman year, but and, and another part of it, I guess, is, is is there's a lot of elective courses too, you know. So it's not like the coursework that's really I'm interested in. It's not like what I'm going for is like a career path your your freshman year. So it's really easy to get uninterested in, in school, um, but you, you have to really just like stay on track with that stuff because if you are uneligible to play, like you are not playing. Like that is a right. thing. Like. Wow. You know, the people people think that they could just that they're just there to play football and they just slack off on school and like on third on Thursdays when like you know uh, a uh, athletic director comes up and says, hey, he's not eligible to play this weekend because of grades. Like 
that really puts some stuff into perspective for some guys and they really like you know get their academics back on track but like luckily our school like i said they had a, a study tables where if you were anything below a c you had to be there for that like quarter um so that was kind of like a one of those bright shining moments i was like all right like get your act together you're here to like do both school and play football because football is not always going to be there so um i was lucky to have you know some scholarship taking care of my academics so um i wanted to take advantage of, of getting my my degree and being able to utilize that down the road in my life but as a freshman your first like semester there obviously with the you know the chains are you have no chains holding you down so you can do pretty much whatever you want that's kind of I lost some sight but you know getting told that I had to go to study tables and them kind of taking back over and them kind of being like that parent of saying like you know get your act together was like that turning point in my career and it's like look I don't want to have a coach like I have to it's bad enough that I have to see these guys you know like four or six hours <laughs> it's nothing against my coaches I love my coaches but like when you're there to play football like you just want to be like getting coached on football you don't want to be getting coached on your academics as well like and, and I'm sure they don't want to be you know that that parent figure and coaching you on your academics when they just brought you in to play football so um I didn't want to let my coaches down that was like another thing because, like, like I said, they brought you in to play football. They're, like, paying for you to play football. So, like, they shouldn't have to watch you like a kid. Oh, yeah. I, I, I play baseball at Tri-C, and we started off in the fall with probably 50 guys. And really, we get down to 25, 30 just based on guys being ineligible and, and not being yeah, able to yeah, play for the uh, whole season. Yeah, terrible. And Joe, terrible. There's this. a lot of gifted. Good. I was making sure that I wasn't cutting you off too much. But uh, with the whole entire, like you mentioned, with, like, the grades and stuff, obviously, like, if you're, like, at study tables, your teammates are going to end up knowing. So, like, how would your teammates end up, like, attempting to at least, like, pick you up as, like, a teammate, like, perspective and, like, also from a grades perspective? Like, did they get on you, too, so that you'd be able to play on Friday nights, Saturday afternoons? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you got to figure, like, and then that's a great thing about Slippery Rock is they're, when they say that they have a brotherhood, like, it, it truly is like a brotherhood at that school. I give them a lot of credit because they create that, like, senior leadership. And and uh, it's years, year after year, there's, there's senior leadership there at that school. So they really do a great job of molding people into that character throughout the years. However, when I was a freshman, um, there's some seniors that obviously they wanted to go to that next level. And, and if, if they're trying, if you're in their, if you're in their way of going to that next level and they know you're a good athlete, they'll push you to make sure that you like are also providing for them as well. You know what I mean? Like people want you to be successful just as much as they want to be successful. But when you're playing football, it's one heartbeat. You have to make sure all levels of that, uh, all levels of the playing field are, are on their game. Cause if there's a guy on defense that's working his butt off, you know what I mean? He could look like trash if he's like, you know, getting put in every other play because your offense is going, you know, three and out every every set. You know what I mean? So, like, these guys, they, they really pushed, like, they really pushed us to do well. They really pushed us to uh, to stay in the classes and in the classroom. And it helped out that a lot of the people that, um, that were in my major were also on the football team as well. So, so there was just that, you know, everybody trying to keep each other on track, hold each other accountable. Um, and make sure that everybody can play on the weekends because when there's talent to, 
to be, you know, showcased on the field. They don't want you to be ineligible and, and sitting on the on the bench because of grades. Do Do you think that uh, with the, you know the cur- current situation with COVID and everything, that could be the most difficult thing for these collegiate players at the moment? Is just making sure the academics stay afloat while they're not like actually on campus. Um. Yeah. I mean, it is challenging, but. And, and then I guess I don't, I'm not too up to date on how classes and stuff are being handled currently. I'm assuming it's probably a lot of online coursework, but um, yeah, I, I, it'd be interesting to see how how this stuff is being handled. Um, but as far as you know, people not paying attention and, and getting good grades, there's there's really no reason for it. It's harder to be getting good grades when you're balancing practices and you're balancing games and like. Your focus is pretty much towards the end of the weekend. Is just on your on your game for the week, um, whoever you're playing that weekend. Um, so I'd say it's more challenging to, to stay on on top of your grades when you're actually playing football than it is like through a time like this. Um, especially like if everything is online coursework, you know what I mean. You have a lot of resources around you to be successful throughout your courses. Like I know if you're taking tests, I don't want to say like cheating, but like. You know what I mean? You're taking a test online. I'm assuming that they're allowing you to use resources more through online coursework than if you're actually, like, in a classroom. So, if anything, you should be more successful through online classes just because of, like, having the available time as well as, uh, you know, just being able to focus more on, on your academics and, like I said, having those resources available. Awesome. Well, Joe, we just end up cutting into our next break here for a second but before we do let you go for like any like high school or collegiate athlete that is looking for any kind of advice could they find you on social media anywhere so they could reach out if you're open to giving advice and like kind of building them up as I guess in this scenario building them up as a man and helping out and being that figure for them yeah yeah anytime I love uh, I love anybody that's interested in football or like you know organized sports it doesn't even have to be football um, by all means, if, if anybody wants to contact me, you can find me on like Instagram, Facebook. Um, I know my Instagram, I think is J S H A V seven one. So it's just like J shop 71. Um, you can find me on Instagram, shoot me a message. I'm on Twitter as well. So it's so whatever platform you use. I'm sure you could probably find me. Um, whether it's, you know, if, you, if you're looking at, uh, Division two colleges, and you're thinking of Slippery Rock as an option. Um, I could hook you up with some coaches' numbers, or if you're that college athlete that's looking to, to go to the next level and you're looking for agents and stuff like that, I know I have some contacts for that as well. Um, so, by all means, I'm, I'm looking to help people out as much as possible because anybody who has an opportunity to play at the next level or, or has any interest in, in sports deserves that opportunity. So, um, by all means, contact me, shoot me a message um, on any of those platforms. And if you just want to chat about, you know, skill sets or whatever, just, just give me a call, shoot me a message. I'll give you my number if you shoot me a message. I don't want to just give my number out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to prank phone calls. <laughs> well, Joe, thank you so much for just calling in, giving us that backstory. I mean, it's a little bit deeper than just your football and collegiate football, even the academic side. 
And I mean, before we do end up letting you go, I want to thank you for being able to be willing to give out your contacts and helping out all these other kids because it's kind of like passing the torch down in the long run. So again, we want to thank you one more time. And I guess we'll yeah, have to no, put you I appreciate you, you guys having me on here. Thank you yeah, a lot, Joe. Thank appreciate you. you, man. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. And just uh, everybody who's just my last message, everybody who's kind of like, you know, questionable about this, just keep your heads up and just keep working. Because like I said, you're just going to get better for, for when, you're, uh, when you're able to showcase your skills again. So Perfect. stay positive. And on that note, we'll be right back on the We Like Sports podcast after this. If you're bored in the house and I'm in the house board, bored in the house and I'm in the house board, why not play with your balls? Our sponsor today, Manscaped, is here to make sure your balls are smooth while you or your partner are playing with them. Manscaped promotes clean hygiene when it comes to shaving your balls thanks to their lawnmower 3.0. So a little side note, have you ever cut your balls while shaving them? I have and that is painful. I would not ever do that again and I would never shave my balls if it wasn't for Manscaped because once I started using Manscaped, I no longer had to worry about the bleeding anymore. Also, for any new subscribers, you end up getting replacement blades refilled for your lawnmower 3.0 trimmer delivered to your door every three months, making sure your trimmer always stays fresh and clean. And for a limited time, subscribers get not only one, but two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, which is a $39 value, and the high-patented, high-performance, anti-chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs. This is the perfect package for your perfect package. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SPORTSWITHAZ at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped. And use the code SPORTS. Make playing with your balls the best part of your day. Thanks, Manscaped. Welcome back to the We Like Sports Podcast. <laughs> Rick said something to say. Oh, I was going to say welcome to the We Like Sports no, Podcast. We're going to hope we... <laughs> I can't. I was going to say welcome to the We Like Sports Podcast. We hope we're turning women on and chasing away weird dudes. We're live here from Hooligans Gym. Oh, give it a shout out to a good old hooligan. Yes, hooligans gym. Yeah, we were doing it at your house, or is that because I had destructive behavior? No, no, no. We were doing it at my house because that one weird dude that was a stalker and raped somebody or whatever was like freaking out about it. So the guy that we know, yeah. Oh, yeah. What's his name? Dave I somebody? forgot what it is. Hopefully, he remembers mine. That's I just me being. Saying you raped somebody, and you're gonna blow him a kiss. Wrong, it's man. more like an asshole kiss. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> 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 oh man. Did you go to prison too? Sports. Somebody talk about Indians, damn it. <laughs> Say that one right there. <laughs> so the Cleveland Indians. CBD Delight. So Cleveland and Clevenger, the Cleveland Indians, are in quarantine at the moment. Because they didn't take CBD Delight. Did you know CBD Delight will literally fight the Rona? Really? No, no, that is definitely false advertisement. It will not fight oh. the Rona. But it'll calm but you it down when your anxiety is Once you get it, if you get the Rona, it will calm you down. CBD Delight. You can put it on anything, in anything, around anything. Whoa. All around Speaking anything. Speaking of asshole kisses. You can put it around that if you want. Okay. I don't think it would make it taste any better. I probably it want it. And odorless. You so can't really say not hole when you say that. Ass? Hole? There we go. <laughs> W-H-O-L-E? Yes, sir. Oh, the whole entire thing. Anyways, Clevenger and Plesak, I'm a little very much questionable at the fact that Plesak was the one that admits I don't it. I know if that's a right phrase. I'm a little much questionable. Are you sure you want to presume Gosh. A, pursue a career in broadcasting? A little much. I know speak English good. I know. <laughs> I'm not sure why this is the thing for you. 
This is your life, Peyton. Uh, I played that game, and now I'm playing, <laughs> getting stupid prizes, you know? But <laughs> So thoughts on Plesak and so, I mean, Yeah, anyways, like, Plesak ends up pretty much getting caught. Has to drive home in a rental car for six hours. Mm. Clevenger hung out with him the day before. Kept quiet. Didn't say anything. Didn't, didn't say a damn God, thing. Flew problem. back with the team with Carlos Carrasco, who had leukemia. Huh. Wow. And then gets in trouble. I mean, your boy Sir Yacht, who's doing a podcast with us now. That's wasn't happy. But like the podcast. Oh yeah, the yacht club. It's funny as hell. Time. It's called. This is what we call a segue or a plug. Monday. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah, like eight to nine. Something like that. Yeah, I think so I know it's a little bit. Show right. Seven. To eight, nine. Seven to eight. 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 Count Unless eight. they don't get their pizza, then it runs until whenever. Explain they that pizza thing. It was bad. So they had this kid here who I've never met before in my life, um, and and he was a little creepy, but he was here, and he, they wanted pizza. They were like, he, he was. They were very adamant about getting this pizza. And mind you, they smashed a whole case of white claw before they did the show. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is great. They came in. They suits. need to come on our show. You realize what we did before this, right? It was Austin's birthday. White claw. We had a couple shot skis. Cool shot skis. They know they, they had they had white claw. White claw. White, white claw. Hello. This is white claw. Now that's racist as shit, and I want you to apologize to Riggs. I'm sorry, Riggs. Yeah, on. thank you for apologizing and not calling me. So, anyways, white claw. anyways, I don't know the kid's name. I can't remember. I'm just gonna call him Jake. No. Jacoby. Weird. Weird. <laughs> Is it Jake? <laughs> Justin. Okay, it's Justin. Ordered a pizza. Uber Eats guy couldn't find the place. Like, they didn't know where it was. So, um, Weird Justin, is that his name? <laughs> Justin okay, so commented weird, on the... Is it Weird Justin? <laughs> yeah, he oh. did. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. I he knows he's weird. weird. Go so, on. So, he orders the pizza and has to drive, like, has to run all the way down to, like, Rodell to get the pizza. Well, they weren't going to end the show until they ate the pizza on air for whatever reason. <laughs> Hilarious. I love these guys. But it was it was just crazy. Like, it was nuts. They never got their – they did get their pizza, but he had to run down and get it, and then they just kept going with it. Weird Justin never offered us a pizza pizza. That's, no, that's I, I rude. Think that's another thing that made me mad. They got pizza, and they never rude. offered me any. Sir Yacht did. But Joe, but what's his name? Justin. Justine never offered Justine? me anything. Justine? Wow. Is there an X on the end? Justine. Yeah, yeah exactly. But anyways, so obviously, Surya ended up having a whole entire rant he did. about Clevenger and pretty much called him a snake and I don't like snakes and this and that. And mm. I mean, I guess to go full circle, though, I, I, yeah, and I'm just summarizing, but... To summarize in full, though, about the whole entire... Like, Plesak, yeah, he got caught. Clevenger lied, though. What are your guys' thoughts? It's not Did good. he lie? Right. Is there did, documentation? Did they ask him... I'm not you, him, so I can't just, answer that. Is he like, lying to play a child's game? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm not sure how I'm taking it. I take it as I appreciate using my line, and then, you know... Go on, your line of what? He's paid too much to pay a child's game. Okay. But it's okay. No, like, did he get asked? I don't know. Did he lie? It was probably like a don't don't ask, don't tell Tell, type thing, like when Peyton was in the uh, army. I mean, mean, honestly, uh, I don't want to sound... I don't want to sound biased, but like I would turn the other cheek and like, oh, I didn't. What are you talking about? I didn't see. I didn't say. We're talking about don't ask, don't tell, and you're talking about turning the other cheek. You realize how ironic that is, right? 
Only for you. Yeah, you're right. the one that puts Weird that connection. Guy. I'm over here trying to explain that now, but thank you, you two. Thank you, what champ. Thank you, Keith. This is what... Keith, Keith, you know, it is actually my birthday week as well. Can we come to terms about what's going on for Friday and making sure that this guy... Yeah. Maybe stays 100 feet away? Yeah. Yeah. It's that needs to happen. Are you sure broadcasting is your calling? Not anymore. <laughs> we saved a lot of people then today. If you've changed your mind, we have helped a lot of viewers. We have helped a, even the producer of... It's my studio. <laughs> you treat my studio like garbage. He's sad. So is his career. Take it away, boss. All right. <laughs> this well, was my show. We'll have a real professional do it. So with Clint, Whoa, he's talking crap about you, Parker Pierce, no, no, no. professional. If he would no, have he, he's also a professional. It's all right. Damn it, Riggs, help me out. I was reading this comment the, from Toby. I read the last segment. Toby? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trade one of them for offense. Okay. I'm yeah, right I can see that. The only thing is I like Plezak and I like Clevenger. So would it make sense to to trade any of them? I don't really think so. But they're making an example. Because even mm-hmm. Tito yeah, came right. out and said they did not have to do any of that. They didn't have to suspend them. I thought they didn't have to do any of that. And they didn't really suspend them. They're in timeout, right? Yeah, they're, they're on their restricted list. Right, they're missing a the start, and that's probably about it. Right. That's the only yeah. thing that's going to happen. Is it dumb? Should it happen? No. Should they have done it? No. I don't. And again, I, I'm the person that doesn't believe this whole COVID thing is, is as bad as it is. But at the same time, everybody else does. So if one person gets sick, I mean, like, think about it. When the Cardinals, I mean, what did we say about them? We were talking about that at work, too, yeah. Well, all we did was trash them. All we mm-hmm. do is trash them. You really can't not do this for 60 games. You really, three months. You can't do this, you know what I mean, or two months. You can't do this for 60 games. That's all we're saying. And then they turn around and do it anyway. So for us to go... Yeah, I don't, maybe it's not that big a deal. It's, it's hypocritical. Yeah, they right. need some type of punishment. They have issues. Mm-hmm. They have, you know, and, and, and what um, Plutko said. You know, yeah, Plutko literally took the, like, the dad approach. Like, Wouldn't you, yeah. though? He has to. As and a teammate, yeah. you have to. It's just like in our last interview, keeping up on people with their academics to make sure that they're on the field. Sure. They, they should have been, being good teammates, it should have happened with this situation as well. Especially if you're like the team captain of the, of the squad or whatnot. Like, yeah, you have to put your foot down, be big brother, be that You know leader. what? I'm going to play this card, and then after this we'll get into the Kipnis welcome to back home in Cleveland without Which any fans. super awesome. Yeah. yeah, it was cool. It would have been better with fans, but obviously oh, you yeah. got to do what you got to do. But my issue with Clevenger is Plesek is only in his second year, first full year. Dos. And Clevenger's been around longer. Oh, so yeah. you're telling me that as a veteran, you're pretty much a veteran to the starting rotation. It's sure. like you and Carrasco, those are your oldest guys. You're going to go out with a teammate, probably not second guess it, which I'm not saying is wrong because obviously, like, you're living your life. It would be okay if we weren't in COVID 19 season, Corona season. Right. But it's just so stupid that as a vet, he decided that to shut up and pretty much not get in trouble. Yeah. And that looks bad as a vet. You don't see somebody like Lindor doing that. And no. Lindor can't this year because if Lindor does, you think he's going to get paid the amount that he wants? Well, think about like what, what Santana did when they were playing Fortnite after a right. loss. Can you in imagine Philly, what yeah. kind yeah. of hell he unleashed? Oh, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, just to be kind of in that facility when that happened, could you imagine what he said? I mean, In English and Spanish. Out. Oh, absolutely. But he's probably flipping out. He's probably going crazy. Yeah. In English and <laughs> Spanish, German Whatever, dude, he was going nuts. I, I guarantee it. Stick man. And it's just, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you derailed it. Just go ahead. You want to go to a pillow? No. I want you, I want you to go to sleep. Okay, I'm going to watch this Kipnis video with you guys, and then I'll go to sleep. But uh, anyways, as you guys know, the Cubs ended up getting Jason Kipnis. Nothing wrong with that. That's his hometown. First time back. Um, I don't think they show that in the video, but um, <laughs> the Cubs players and the um, Indians players both tip their caps to the cardboard cutouts. So, I mean, that's kind of cool. Can I add, I've heard a rumor that after the 2016 defeat to the Cubs that Jason Kipnis, his family from Chicago, they sent him a care package to his house full of Cubs gear. Yeah. Just rubbing it in his face. Like, oh, You do realize, too, after 2016 or 2017, he wrote on the Players' Tribune that he literally took that loss so hard that during that offseason, he did not do a damn thing. When when we lost that game and you seen the Cubs celebrating on our mound, you see Kipnis in the dugout. Like, I remember his face and Roberto Perez's face just... Just, just a stone look on their face watching them celebrate on the dugout. And now and we're I mean, going on full the circle now that he's playing for the Cubs and now that they're playing the Cubs again, even with Kipnis now. And first game they lost, right now they're losing 5-2. to two. So on a lighter note, why don't we watch a fun video of Jason Kipnis being on a better team. This be a time for your first Major League hit. The pitch. Swung on, liner toward right field, base hit, it's a game winner! Jason Kipnis, the kid with a game-winning single to right field. A swing and a long drive, deep right field, this ball, Jason Kipnis with a game winner! I love his aggressive base running. The second Kipnis put his head down, he was gone. Love spins, throws, got him! The Indians have won the American League pennant. And Cleveland, you will have a World Series. Head first slide, safe at second, swung out and belted, away, back door! A Chicago native hitting a three-run home run in Wrigley Field. Start of the plate, head first slide, safe at the plate, swung out and blasted! That was my background for a minute, He played oh, such an amazing World Series, though. He did. I mean, I would too if I was against my hometown. Let me ask you guys this. Two-part question. So, with Kipnis being gone off this team and the Indians kind of slacking this year, are they missing somebody of the leadership? Because you went from... You had guys that was like Michael Brantley, and then once Michael Brantley left, Jason Kipnis stepped up. Mm-hmm. After Kipnis, it was the opposite. You think Brantley was more of a leader than Kipnis? No, 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 no. no. no Brant- Brantley was more Brantley. injury prone to me. He was. Those were the team leaders that were Brantley and Kipnis. Those were always the guys that you would always speak to. Sure, but I definitely see Kipnis over Brantley. Well, yeah, with the health yeah. issues, but I mean, you're no, looking no, I'm at talking about leadership. But yeah. anyways, though, are you missing that? Because this year you're kind of lacking. Yes, you're we really basing are. basing it all on Lindor. It doesn't matter how much he struggled. He was a great teammate. And that's mm-hmm. some things you need in championship teams. Yeah. At about, this stage of his career, he's almost like a David Ross. Like yeah. the guy who hit the leadoff or the home run in, in game seven against the Tribe. Yep. 
Briggs, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, the the aggressiveness, uh, his defense behind the plate. Like, I just, okay, here's another thing I learned, too, that doesn't the second baseman always give you, like, they give you the symbols? Like, hey, down two, one out, Usually right? Usually second and shortstop. Does Everyone, that. the scoreboard does the that. Scoreboard? Well, I'm saying, on, well, I'm with the hell, I'm <laughs> saying on the... <laughs> Guys, he has not played organized sports. Give him a break. I'm saying, like, on the field. Like, every time on the field, I've always noticed, like, I, I play outfield and I do that. Well, you're not Jason Kipnis. I've always noticed Jason Kipnis was the, he was your leader. He was your commander. If I'm not paying attention, Jason, how many outs are we? And he'll slip there. He Two, told you? Boom, boom. Well, do yeah, sign language. language. Okay. Do sign yeah, language. One, you, you knew Kipnis? Ass. Why didn't you introduce him to Keith Meiger hyphen Hillis? We will after, uh, ah, God dang it. <laughs> but anyways, though, Keith, what are your thoughts on the Kipnis thing and the Indians missing out on a true leader? And then there's a part two to this. I don't know if he's, mi- I don't know if we're missing out on a true leader. Do I think he was the leader in the clubhouse? I think he was the leader. But I think Lindor's that leader. I think Ramirez could, Ramirez could step up to be that leader. I think that, like, you have, I don't know, man, it's weird because then you got to remember, baseball's a weird sport when it comes to this. You know, you have different leaderships, like Kluber. Kluber was definitely a leader in the bullpen, in the rotation, the lineup, whatever you want to call it. He was definitely a leader to the pitchers. Didn't matter if they were relievers or whatever. But then, like, think about when, um, think about the people who have been here that have, have taken, or taken those roles within the organization. They're only here for a year. You know what I mean? Like, it's like renting a player. And another thing is, right. is baseball. Still, baseball is such a game of inches that you need those type of guys that literally go out there and hustle for every last possible inch and just play above their actual physical abilities. I mean, that's what helped Pete Rose be so great. It helped Jason Kipnis be the player he was. If he did not have that, he would not be close to the player he was. So I know, obviously, we have our interview coming up soon. Justin Ross talking Blue Jackets and NHL, um, but. Another part to that question, though, and then we'll go out on a note with what the Braves organist did to one of the Blue Jays players. But does Jason Kipnis deserve a statue? It's pretty much a Riggs question in Cleveland. That is Kipnis? A, that is a Riggs question, no. but I don't know about J.K. Absolutely no. does. What? I don't know right now. He's Why not going to be better in Cleveland. This Why is not? it. It's now or never, Why I think. Would you, what, what are the reasons you wouldn't give a man who literally stopped taking more money to stay with the team? We talk about this crap all the time. This guy was legitimately loyal to the I Indians. I can see him for being, playing a child's game. I can see him being in Heritage Park. That, that, see, I that, that's being in Heritage Park. See, that's why I, I was using my brain. I was like, I well, can't hmm. see them building a statue. He gets something like a Heritage Park like thing on the wall. Like Jason Kipnis way. You know, right when they're done with Larry Doby or whatnot. I was using my brain for once. <laughs> well, you just touched the gel, so. You put gel in here? What are you no, playing? my brain. Oh. But. L.A. looks. So. <laughs> when, <laughs> back to the 90s. So what the Braves organist did. We have this video up, though. And I actually agree with you, though. I'm sorry, L.A. looks, dude. <laughs> You're looking at the man that sits and watches 90s MTV commercials on YouTube. L.A. looks. When he's cloudy. Jesus. Yeah, I called you out. You're what welcome. a chance to meet the balls. Also, where's Friendship at? Indiana, right? The local gas station up the street from here? Better than being a Steelers fan in Cleveland. Right. Hey, at least are... he knows where he lives. Hell yeah. <laughs> Indiana. <laughs> so, anyways, though, the Braves organist played Beat It for Reese McGuire for his walk-up last night. Because he got caught jerking it off, right? Yes, in public earlier what? this year. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. You Ew! 
Here you it is. sick bastard. And on a night when the Braves would love, as you said, Jeff, some length out of their starter, he's thrown 28 pitches, and he has one out to get in the third. Well, they think they'd love some length, but also... So you have beat it playing in the background. He was caught ma doing something <laughs> in public. You could say masturbating. He was Do caught masturbating in public when you have a nice house, Wi-Fi, and the comfort of your home to do it there. Like, you exhibitionists make me sick. Like, that's disgusting. I've, I've once gone out and checked my mail in my underwear really, really quick, and I felt wrong doing that. But let alone you're out here touching yourself in public? Yeah, getting your peewee hermit like, on? That is just, oh my god. We have found an issue that races. Race. If you somebody gave you a million dollars, athlete. would you whack it in public? We can talk about that at 930. <laughs> no, no, no. We're at. We're at. And not just that. I don't want this to get you real, the real. Place. Just got to. Oh. It's got to be. Cheesecake Factory. There oh, you go. God. A million bucks? Yeah. Frosted cakes. Mm -hmm. Frosted cakes? <laughs> <laughs> Briggs, what are you doing? You whacking it? I'm beating that shit like it owes money. Right. <laughs> For a million, yeah. Show. Man. Just don't look at me. Is that what you're stroking it? <laughs> no, but that's disgusting. Like, dude, you just you who was that player that, that did that? Reese McGuire. Reese McGuire. Kiwi Herman's son. Oh, oh, it's, oh the movie theater. Um <laughs> Reese, you're a disgusting. You were there, dude. weren't you? No, I wasn't. Reese, dude, you're a disgusting dude. Like did COVID and like lockdown have you that stressed out and that bored where you just got tired of sitting in your five to six room house or three room condo or one room studio? Like like that's the ugh. keep downgrading. Because I, I don't know, I don't know. You mean your park bench? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where he lives, but dude, that's disgusting. Your damn cardboard box whacking it. By the end of the day, that dude's just gonna be on his in a van down by the, the river. river. Right. Does anybody know where he got caught at? Um, we could Google it really yeah, quick. Google, then we'll go to Google it and like pull up the police like, report. Was it like a normal? Like was he like in a like a like, like, like a, in a parking lot? Park? Yeah, like a parking lot. It's kind of sad when you search his name and Teresa McGuire beat it. Yeah, but that's fine. Like, you, de you deserve he your balls busted. He masturbated in his freaking car. See, that's, I mean, he was in his car. <laughs> Where at, though? Where was the car at? Like, right, because I don't... It says the New York Post, so maybe in New York? It's a lot of people. You know, I don't know. You know there's, like, newspapers and stories. Outside of a strip mall in February, um... Outside of a strip mall, what time he was, was it? trolled on his way? Oh, he was duh, that was what we just watched. Mm. It was now that I'm gonna have a search history of some guy jacking it in his car. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no images that, but like, nonetheless, you just listens in Florida, a strip mall in Florida, whacking it. Balls deep whacking it. You just you deserve you deserve to get your balls busted for that. That's like if <laughs> no one pun of, intended. Right. That's, that, that's that's like if one of us was caught doing an embarrassing act like that. They're not gonna let me live that down probably until 2022 or vice versa. Yeah, didn't you put up a sex swing for your ex? I did. <laughs> we'll be right back on the We Like Sports Podcast. We got an interview to do, talk about hockey and the blue jackets, 5 OT, Manscaped Riggs. 
Sports. If you're bored in the house and I'm in the house board. Bored in the house and I'm in the house board. Why not play with your balls? Our sponsor today, Manscaped, is here to make sure your balls are smooth while you or your partner are playing with them. Manscaped promotes clean hygiene when it comes to shaving your balls thanks to their lawnmower 3.0. So a little side note, have you ever cut your balls while shaving them? I have, and that is painful. I would not ever do that again, and I would never shave my balls if it wasn't for Manscaped, because once I started using Manscaped, I no longer had to worry about the bleeding anymore. Also, for any new subscribers, you end up getting replacement blades refilled for your lawnmower 3.0 trimmer delivered to your door every three months, making sure your trimmer always stays fresh and clean. And for a limited time, subscribers get not only one, but two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag, which is a $39 value, and the high-patented, high-performance, anti-chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs. This is the perfect package for your perfect package. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SPORTSWITHAZ at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped, and use the code SPORTS. Make playing with your balls the best part of your day. Thanks, Manscaped. What up? Remember me. We do now because you're on the We Like Sports podcast. <laughs> How the hell are you doing? <laughs> no, no, really, you're on. Oh, I am? Cool. <laughs> yeah, we're, li- we're live. Facebook live, buddy. Oh, well, I wish you guys would have, like, given me a heads up or something. Because Peyton is awful at his job. What? If you were on the in the backfield with Keith Migra and Peyton Hillis, it is run much better, which you can find that show every Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So how you doing, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, if you guys need a hockey aficionado, Justin's your guy. That's yeah, why he's here call. today. He's going to be talking the Columbus Blue Jackets playing for 24 hours straight. That was wow, a wild, like wild game. It's, yeah. It felt like it. And like It's a marathon. So there's so many things. I mean, I was watching the game kind of with you in a parking lot after softball. Whoa, now wait a minute. We just got done talking about what happened yeah, in the parking, parking lot. lot. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing weird happened, right? Well, I mean, I didn't do anything weird, but uh, I'm not going to speak for you. So I'll, I'll go ahead and let you. All right. Anyways, tell so what story, happened? If you want. Tell us what happened in that parking lot that day. That's up to you, P. I'll tell him. Go ahead. Let's see what you got. <laughs> no, it was nothing. It was uh, we were just drinking some beers and watching the Blue Jackets game on the on an iPhone, sitting on the beer cooler. That is so cute. Yeah. There's also a group of a bunch of other people that um, yeah we didn't socially distance. So Corona, come and get it. Oh boy. Oh yeah, I think it's a bad time to say I tested positive. Oh, oh damn! <laughs> HIV or Corona? HIV. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> We're good. Please don't drink after me anymore. I won't. Don't drink before me. Hmm. <laughs> Anyways, so we got hockey. Obviously, there's so many records going on. Like the Blue Jackets goaltender ended up having like postseason like save records, or else the Tampa Bay Lightning. One of the two of them ended up having a record. It yeah, it was uh, the Blue Jackets goalie Corpusalo was like. 80, 82 saves in one game. Mm. So, wow. let yeah. me ask you this. Obviously, if there's fans there, what would you imagine the atmosphere would have been if it was a five-overtime game in the first game of the playoffs? Well, I mean, it's – I don't know. It's hard to say because with COVID and all this stuff going on, there's never been an actual qualifying round of playoff hockey 
before the actual playoffs started. So this now is the first, considered the first round of the playoffs, just like any normal season would have been. But this year with COVID, they had four teams that were playing in a round robin that you've never seen before. So to be honest with you, I <laughs> by the fifth overtime, I think you'd see a lot of fans sleeping. Sleeping? Sleeping. That makes sense. It's, it's, it's a lot more fun when, you know, I mean, think about it. Right now, I, I love watching sports on TV. Mm-hmm. So me being able to sit on the couch and – and you'll watch a five overtime game it's it's a lot more fun because on tv you can see everything you know from where you're sitting you're just going to see you know one area there could be a blind spot um especially in ice rinks you have that the ice arenas so i don't know i just feel like you know it wouldn't have been as fun to watch if it be you know after covid and all that stuff a lot of people like seeing it without without fans because there's no distraction no distractions, none of that stuff. Wow. But, you know, with the NHL players, it's just like MLB players. It's weird not playing with fans. So right. I definitely think if there were fans, it wouldn't have went five overtimes. Right, because there's no actual physical being of, like, presence of people there. Like, recordings right. or, like, you know, digital screens of fans there. I guess that counts. That's kind of like getting married and having everybody show up via Skype or something like that. Like, right. But I, I don't know. Like, um, I have a random eh, – I guess a random question, but, like – And um, this one was talked about off air, actually. Oh, no. no, no. <laughs> um, it has something to do with hockey. I was – uh, I emailed the Columbus Blue Jackets – earlier this year because I wanted them to release a fitted flat brim cap of the Cleveland Lumberjacks with that color on it and that you know what I'm saying? Because uh-huh. uh-huh. I remember they wore the like a kind of like a retro jersey like dedicated to the Lumberjacks the Blue Jackets did. Yep, and yep. I don't know I think like that would be awesome if they came out with a flat brim cap of the of the Lumberjacks. Like I, I don't know like maybe I should really I, I know media I know exactly what you mean but uh to be honest with you, it's going to be very hard to do. So, I, I don't know if you want me to tell you this or not, but the Lumberjacks were actually, when they were in Cleveland, they were affiliated with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Really? So, you would have to email the Pittsburgh Penguins and ask for the trademark to be able to have a flat brim hat because it was their team. Well, you can have him do it. He's a Pittsburgh fan. Right. Sorry, he's a Steelers fan, too. Ask him about his tattoo. I'm calling you out, Justin. Oh, oh man. You're Steelers fans, you got a tattoo where? I have. So asshole. my entire arm here oh. is a full sleeve. I have the Steelers logo. I have Brownie the Elf. The, um, the, the what elf? Brownie the Elf. Brownie the Elf. But also with his Steelers tattoos. Yeah, I have like the Pittsburgh Penguins logo i have the old chief wahoo from the old stadium okay so half my family's from cleveland half my family's from pittsburgh so it's a it's kind of like a intermixed tattoo thing nice okay so that was a joke that your ex girl or your my bad your girlfriend <laughs> made you get the browns tattoo that was a joke i thought that was serious yeah no that was a joke i actually got it for my grandfather it okay. was a huge that was his favorite logo Big Browns fan, so. The Penguins. Justin, to get back to uh, hockey, I don't know if you saw the game today between the Capitals and the New York Islanders, but the uh, the first period of that game seemed to be really, really extra physical compared to, to most games. And how's, how's that 
what, what kind of like a physical first period to have in a uh, in a playoff series? What, what does that do for for the entire series? You think? Uh, it, I mean, first period of the first game of the series, it's going to. I mean, with it being a lot of contact and very very physical, you're setting the tone for the rest of the series. Um, but you also have to remember too. I mean, I did catch part of it and I saw the final score. Um, the Capitals they were up what two nothing in the first period, and they ended up losing four two. So once you start all that physicality, you have to keep it going because there is another there are is another team full of professional athletes just like yourself who are going to be trying to do the same thing. So I mean it is big, but you have to keep you have to keep the gas pedal down. You can't let up, and the Capitals let up, and they end up losing four two giving up four unanswered goals. Will you ever get a Cleveland Lumberjacks tattoo since they're Pittsburgh affiliated and your body is Pittsburgh affiliated and Cleveland affiliated? Why not just get the get them on the middle of your chest? You know, um, I never actually thought about it, but growing up I went to a lot of Lumberjacks games and when they first sold the team and, and they disbanded the team, they I wanted my dad to buy me the Buzz mascot outfit so bad they were selling it for 300 bucks and he wouldn't get it for me so I met a old WWF wrestler Al Snow and the big boss man at a Lumberjacks game in like 1999 wow yep. did he sign yeah. it uh, for you um, he, I, no he did it with my friend Nick he signed his uh, forehead help me cause that was like his thing oh my god Yeah. that's pretty cool yeah why are you saying that, Justin? There's a lot of dead air, bro. Come on. No, you've seen something. Oh, no. I mean, I have. I actually have an old Lumberjacks jersey that's in a frame. Nice. Yeah. And uh, my girlfriend actually has one hanging up in her closet that she wears to the uh, Monsters games. Wow. Badass. And, I, and she, she hates Pittsburgh, so I have to give her I have to give her a ton of crap for wearing a, a Pittsburgh-affiliated jersey. She I just doesn't understand. That. Absolutely. But yeah, fun fact. I bet you guys didn't know that they were affiliated with Pittsburgh. No, like I'm just gonna have to email the the Penguins and be like, "Hey, Crosby's awesome." So let's talk <laughs> and go from there. Right. So watch the yeah, so, beat the Pirates. So the Monsters actually had to go through Pittsburgh to be able to to wear those jerseys. Okay. I mean, wow. I mean, the Penguins don't. I mean, they're not gonna care. It's it's been so long, but anything they're gonna keep such a legendary logo because they're still gonna get money off of it. It's always about money. Oh, of course. Absolutely. So, Justin, let me ask you this. I mean, obviously, like you said, you're a Blue Jackets fan, a Penguins fan. With uh, uh, Correction, I'm not a Jackets fan, but since the Penguins are out, I am rooting for the Jackets. Fair enough. So, even better, with an unbiased opinion, what are your thoughts after the Blue Jackets end up playing a five-overtime game? How does that series end up going from after that first game for the rest of the series. Well, you know, I thought about that because I had a feeling that you were going to ask me a question like that. Absolutely. You have to, you have to go back to the first, the first series. So they put, they already played two or three overtime games and then they had a day and a half of rest going into game one against the lightning playing five overtimes. They're absolutely gassed. The, the only reason why they stuck around in that first game was because of Corpusalo, the goalie. He stood on his head, kept him in the game. The rest of the series, I see the Jackets winning one and, you know, going down 4-1 to one in the series. I don't think they have enough in the tank 
I think I think that game kind of felt for me the same way that uh, you know the whole J.R. Smith thing happened in Game One. It was just it's like you're you're facing an opponent. I mean the Jackets are the seven seed. I know Tampa Bay is the two seed. They had obviously a much better season, probably a little bit more talent. Uh, but th- it seemed like that that was the game that they needed to squeak out to have a chance in the series. One hundred percent. I mean, like we were talking about before, that first game it, it defines the the rest of the series. Uh, I mean, you have Seth Jones, who's the Blue Jackets defenseman. He had over an hour of ice time. Yeah, I mean, you 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 never see that. Uh, he theoretically played an entire game. So, and and then they have to come back at it tomorrow. I mean, yeah, I understand. The Lightning, the Lightning were playing in that same game, but you have to think about the days before that. They had a lot more rest days than the Jackets had. Okay. So keeping it going, I mean, you got to find gas in the tank. So I know we ended up making this comment yesterday, and it's a funny backstory with one of the players that are on the Blue Jackets now, and it was actually the Calder Cup game that you ended up mentioning. And yes. I'm just letting you take it over from here at that story. It's pretty. It's pretty funny. Well, which one? I mean, which one do you want to talk about? The Oscar one. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, back in 2016, I was at the Calder Cup final game when the Monsters won the championship, and <laughs> we were we all went down to Barley House afterwards. The team was there, you know. With the, with the trophy, they're all wearing their suits. Here's me and my buddies, drunk as hell, wearing our free T-shirt giveaways. And Oliver Bjorkstrand walks through the front door of Barley House, and I am absolutely plastered. And I'm uh, and he just scored the game-winning goal in, like, in overtime or whatever it was to, to win the whole damn thing. And I'm like, Oscar, what's up, man? And he, he daps me up and everything. And about an hour later, I'm like, holy shit. His name's Oliver, and I called him Oscar. <laughs> so it's like he's playing. He's a professional athlete. And I, it, he like me and Peyton were talking about yesterday, he had to have just felt like, damn, I just scored the game-winning goal to win Cleveland some kind of championship, and the dude doesn't even know my first name. <laughs> I'm a nobody. <laughs> it's because he saw the Steelers fan and realized it didn't matter. My, my Steelers tattoo? I didn't have it back then. Oh. Ah. Here's a closet Steelers fan. Ooh. That's even Who, worse. Uh, random question for you, bud. Out of part one, part two, part three, what's your favorite Mighty Ducks movie? Oh, for sure, part two. Part two? All right. Part two. I think D2. D2. I like D3. You know, they had to D- grow up. Hans died. Bombay's not their coach uh, no more. That we don't, we don't talk about Hans dick. dying, man. I'm going to start crying. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's D2, D3, and then D1. Okay. The animated series in the 90s was like, all right, what? It was awesome. No, oh, I thought you were like, we can't talk oh, yeah. about no, that. I got Disney Plus just for that and Darkwing Duck. <laughs> yep. Not for. Your I mean, I have to agree with them. I did get Disney Plus just so I could watch the cartoons. That's awesome. I, I did mean, do my that. Kids, what the hell are my kids guys gonna do with it? I don't know. Disney Plus. <laughs> no, Darkwing Duck was me, dude. This, this right. Let's Plus get dangerous. Fine. Like they had the YouTube crap with with Ninja, whatever he does, and hooked on phonics. They don't. Are you making fun of my children because they can't talk? <laughs> no. Get out of here. So, anyways, though. I think we're going to end up transitioning it back because before break, we're, 
We're going to end up talking about uh, Reese McGuire really quick and how he was beating it in public and the Braves organist ended up messing with him and played beat it. So I wanted to get your thoughts on that. To be honest with you, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. Someone was caught beating it? Yeah. In like spring training time. Toronto Blue Jays player. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, the organist ended up playing beat it and Riggs went on a little bit of a tangent about beating it in public. Um, we don't ask you the question we ask Riggs just for time's sakes. <laughs> but I mean, you can if you want. I'll make it quick. Is it a yes or no? <laughs> I don't think you want to hear it. For a million dollars, would you jerk it in public? For a million dollars? Yeah. 100%. Thank you. See, we're all in agreements that money will make you be a pervert. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> though, For a million dollars, I'm telling you, I am anywhere anywhere that is acceptable yeah. in a, in a, in a, in a non- Going to jail. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't sit there and put on a show for everybody. I mean, I wouldn't do that. Oh, I would. I'd be trolling that thing around like a sparkler. <laughs> for a million dollars, dude, I'd throw my Vienna sausage to the wind. Like, we are having fun for a million bucks. I just wouldn't do it in like a, like a, like a setting where there's minors. Dude, dude you, can't, you can't do that for a million dollars because then, you know, you know what's going to happen? You're going to become a sex offender. And the That's next thing I mean. you know, you're, you're, you're the next Jerry Epstein or Jeffrey Epstein. Whoa, we really went to the extreme. Like, I don't... Yeah, well, you can't go around just waving your ding around, dude. What does it mean I'm going to kidnap women and take them to a private island? I just got a million yeah, bucks for throwing it around. Hey, he's still a pervert. Oh, he is. He is, but he's like the extreme pervert. And, and he, he'll be a funny there. pervert. Like, oh, look at his jazz. <laughs> 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 All right, touche. <laughs> so, on that note, though, I mean, probably have one more time for, like, two more questions. What are your thoughts on our boy, as you tell tell me at least, Zach Plesak and Mike Clevenger going out on the town and then getting caught? Morons. Absolute morons. I mean, like, Clevenger, what, lied about it? Yep. And then it came out, and, I mean, that just makes him look even worse. Mm -hmm. and, and it also makes you think, too, like, I know, like, back in the day, I think it was last year, like, his wife – going on Twitter saying like he was cheating and all that stuff yep. and then they came out and he said that wasn't true I mean how true is it now how many times can somebody cry wolf you know what I mean you took huh. that a step further because we didn't even go to the whole entire last year Clevenger's wife thing and like lying yeah. about it so now you he gotta be thinking he sounds like a liar yeah I mean don't get me wrong I love him as a, as a pitcher but I mean off the field they really don't need that right now Ain't that the truth? Well, and, guys, and and how how stupid can you be? Stupid, yeah, exactly. I'm with him on that one. Right, we live in an era where there's you know someone can pick up a phone, take your picture, and record you. Like if this was right. 30, 40 years ago, it's all hearsay. Like oh, you're lying, you're lying, and life goes on. Right. Yeah. I mean, especially now with COVID, and if you're caught outside, you gotta you're done for two weeks. That's what two starts for him that yep. could actually use him. It's stupid. So, guys, before we end up letting Justin go and we end up pretty much closing the show, any other sports-related questions for Justin? Hockey, baseball, softball, because, I mean, he's a stud, just Who like Parker Pierce. your favorite Pierce. log thrower? My favorite log thrower? Yes. Um, probably Woody the Woodchuck. Woody the... The only thing is, I don't know if he's, if that's actually somebody. <laughs> like, I don't know in the actual Scottish games if there's somebody named Woody the Woodchuck. The probability of that... How much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood, man? 
Wow. He, he wins. <laughs> <laughs> um, my random uh, sports question is, when you were at the bar that day when they won the Calder Cup, did you see the Calder Cup, and did you at least get to touch it, pick it up, look at it? Dude, even better, I got to drink out of it. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Are you serious? What yeah, my, like? uh, or like one of my, dude, it was, it, it was, uh, dude, it was just Bud Light in there. It was just Bud Light. Oh, so piss. It smelled like piss. Oh, cause Bud yeah. Light. Oh, I see what you did there. Well, no, dude, it's not Keystone. It's Bud oh. Light. It's water. It's water. Fair enough. Now, uh, one of my, one of my good buddies was actually the, um, assistant equipment manager for the monsters. So he got us all back there. Wow. That's badass. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That is pretty cool. It was a good time. Parker Pierce, what's your final question for Justin? Actually, why don't we take how, a step? How, how bad is Peyton at softball? Uh, well, I'll tell you what, Peyton, did you tell him the Sun story? Yeah, I, he saw it on Facebook and made fun of me. <laughs> Who, me? No, no, Parker did. Austin, oh, okay. Parker, whatever that yeah, guy is um, his name. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, he he hits one home run a year, runs, runs around the bases, and... <laughs> You know, that's about it. He drinks a lot of beer, calls people son. What's that? How is he in the outfield? Can he read a ball? So, all right, here, I'll give you the perfect example. I'll give you the perfect example. Uh, Game six, World Series, 2016. Tyler Naquin tracking down a center field ball and then just stops and let it drop in front of him. (laughs) Yep. Yep. And still on the team. Yep. And still on the team. It's because you love me. I get it. It's because they need a fallout <laughs> person to blame. That's the only reason. Hey, yeah. they need a guy to hit a dinger once in a while. That's all. Hit a no, dinger no, we one don't. time. I, I can do it. Yeah, you hit like four in a game. Don't don't be bragging about yourself. <laughs> hey, I got to plug don't myself a little bit, man. about yourself. Yeah. But I guess on this note, we'll end up heading out, though. It was fun talking to you, Justin. We'll have to end up getting yeah, in the studio at some time and shooting the breeze. Yeah, anytime. I mean, come on. Maybe it'll just be our hockey advocate, so we'll end up having some fun. Yeah, any hockey questions, you just call me. Oh, yeah. There we go. Or Zoom, whatever the two. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. But I appreciate it, man. And why don't we do this before we do end up letting you go? Where can people find you on social media? Oh, well, you can catch me on Twitter, at JRossi. You can catch me on Instagram, at JRossi23. Uh, don't add me on Facebook. My What's girlfriend would get about that. Um, I won't give you that, but here's my social if you got a piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm ready. Get out. You're just- it's uh, 283. <laughs> okay. Okay, that's it. Did you get it? <laughs> All right, but on that note, oh I'm going to take your credit card and end up seeing you soon. We're done this right. week. Catch us on Anchor, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple. It's 9 o'clock Thursday morning. Um, YouTube, 9 o'clock Thursday morning. Um, we got things going on. It's Parker's birthday. Make sure to wish him a happy birthday. Uh, that already happened. Keith's is Friday. Um, he's more important, obviously. He has the more famous friends. Um, but we'll see you again next Wednesday, 730 to 9.30. For Justin Ross, Parker Pierce. Riggs Lacante, Keith Migra. This is Peyton Vince of the We Like Sports Podcast, and we'll catch you next week. Chico.